Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 30th of December. My name is Ben, and on the line is Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? Are you recovering well? I'm recovering pretty crap. I feel worse now than I did when I did pod last week, to be fair. I'm just <laughs> knackered, but, you know, everyone's had it. People have had it worse. I'm not going to moan. I am going to moan, but, you know. You got out of isolation <laughs> in time for Christmas, didn't you? Got out for isolation in time for Christmas. That were all right. I was just too tired to really enjoy it. I was absolutely shattered. But a lot of it is, you'll know this, when you're spending 10 days indoors, mm. you just you, you just sort of get so thought. I mean, obviously, you've had a kid to, to run around after, so it might have actually done you good in the in the long run. But I've just been literally sat watching old TV and listening to music. And, uh, yeah, and I've just, yeah, I've wasted away. Slowly <laughs> transforming into a sofa. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, exactly that. So, yeah, so I've done nothing. I went back to work this week and I'm like, God, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. So. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm, well I'm, as I said, people have had it worse, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear you are uh, sort of recovering. And at least you're, you're negative now and you can you can go out and do things again, even if some well, of them Well, hopefully we work. got a match to go to on Saturday, mate, for well, the first time. Let's talk the blades. Will I mean Sheffield United to me at the moment exists as a sort of abstract concept rather than a, <laughs> you know, a football team that you yeah. go and watch. I mean, when I went to Reading on uh, oh god, what was that like? Maybe thirtieth of November, something like that. I, I did not think that was going to be the last game of football I would get to in twenty twenty one. But um, that is exactly how it's proved. That was the twenty third of November because um, yeah. then obviously I, I got COVID, so I didn't get to the Bristol City game. And then we've had Cardiff and Fulham, and we've had three games called off, including Preston on Boxing Day, which um, uh, had not happened when we last recorded, but I think there was an inkling it might do. Um, And then Hull on the 29th, if it should have been last night, that that goes in the bin as well. Uh, At least they had the good grace to let us know more than two hours in advance of kickoff as uh, Hull did to Blackburn on Boxing Day. Um, Fair play to Millwall last night, by the way, before I forget. Um, playing with 50, they had 14 players and a 15-year-old who came off the bench, and they won. So Yes, I know. That was that was very good to see. Um, but no, our, our, our three other opponents in this month um, couldn't feel the team, apparently. Uh, mm. And yet, here we are. We, we were ready to play on all these games, by the sounds of things. And we're ready to play on New Year's Day against Chris Wilde as Middlesbrough, as I'm sure they will. Be, uh, be known. I don't think Wilder will run away. I think it's. I think it's clear these other teams have been faking the COVID. I'm only joking, obviously, <laughs> but faking COVID has to run away from Hecky's army. Yes, well, uh, they're one of so. the few teams. Excuse me, one of the few teams that actually have, I believe, fulfilled all their fixtures. Um, yeah, well, I'm about to say this because I've heard a lot of people say about, um, oh, we're going to be fixture congestion now. It's going to ruin our promotion bid. Pretty much everyone, other than basically Middlesbrough, in exactly the same boat. So I don't. I'm not too worried about that. Do you know, like that we've got three games still to to fit in. Yeah. No, I don't know if anyone's noticed. <laughs> Nobody's been playing really. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. I'm looking uh, now. We've got three games in hand on Middlesbrough. But I think we've only got one in, in in other teams. You know, it's not a lot. Yeah, just I mean, just looking at the teams near the playoffs, Huddersfield have got two games. Uh, they've played two games more, but then QPR are seventh. They've also played 22 like us. Stoke 22 like us. Forest have played two more. Coventry one more, Millwall one more. So, yeah, you, you're right, actually. It's, it is largely going to affect other teams. And it's probably not the worst thing for us to have a little break, I think. like, Well, I think we've had a few injuries. And I'd also say that whatever people think, I think in certain positions at least, we've got a, a squad more capable of playing three games in a week than maybe a certain other teams. But That's obviously true. that'll the proof will be in the pudding, as they say. Indeed, yes. Uh, and also, if you're going to have a enforced 
break that's uh, not of your your own doing. Um, winning away at Middlesbrough is probably oh no Middlesbrough Fulham is probably the mm. uh, the best time to to do that. I think. Um, I'd so- also say as well in all these games we've dropped one place, mm. <laughs> which is incredible. Really, I mean we're four points off the playoffs now, but that's we've got two games in hand on Huddersfield. Obviously, we we can't do anything about that. And for all the talk of Middlesbrough, who have obviously done amazing more, I'm sure we'll come on to that later. We win our games and I'm going to go five points clear of them. Yeah, they are seven. They'll be two points clear of them because they won, oh, they they, they won last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I but looked at this last night. Yeah, point, sorry. point stands, though. If we win our three games in hand, geez, we'd actually go level on points with West Brom. Oh, but then they would have one game less, okay. But they've got a game in but, what, but obviously, we're not going to win, realistically. Well, it's unlikely we're going to win three in a row, but it just goes to show that. We've, you know, other teams have not played, and the ones who have, there's only really Middlesbrough properly taken advantage. I think. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, so, what what we're we going to talk about today? There's obviously no, there hasn't been any football involving United. Um, I imagine, yeah, we'll probably talk Middlesbrough a little bit at the end. I wanted to do our, our ten favourite moments of 2021 because it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you take a step back, anyway. So you blew my mind earlier with this start. I blew my own mind. Like, He's lost his mind, Ben. He's, he says it were a decent year. What's everyone moaning about? But tell, get the stats out. <laughs> so in 2021, the year that is, is now coming to an end, there will be no more games played by United in this year. In this year, we won 16 league games, 21 wins total if you include the League Cup and the FA Cup. That is significantly more wins than in 2020. It's the same amount of wins as 2019 when we were absolutely amazing. And I've double-checked this, and I still don't believe you or myself that this (laughs) is the case. I'll give you the breakdown. So 2019, we won seven Premier League games, 13 championship games, one League Cup game. Gives you a total of 21 total wins, all competitions. This year, 2021, seven Premier League wins, nine championship wins, Two League Cup wins, three FA Cup wins, 21 total wins. So, obviously, we won more league games in 2020. We, we kind of, excuse me, in 2019, we kind of sacked off the Cups that year, didn't we? we got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. knocked out yeah. by Barnet in the FA Cup third round. And then uh, Sunderland, wasn't it, in the in the League Cup that year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we filled, filled our boots a little more in 2021 in the, league, in the uh, Cup games. But still... 21 wins this year. Like, what are we all moaning about? <laughs> That's quite a good yeah. year, really, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, well, obviously, we ended last season in a, it, the, the end of... I don't know this, like The start of this year um, in the Premier League, we got seven wins, was it? Or is it eight? We got seven Premier League wins seven in, Premier this League, year. Which is absolutely fine. You know, you do that over two years, you've got 14 wins, you're staying up. So... The actual, the the last latter half of the Premier League, and we've said this before, it, it, it seemed just like beyond awful, didn't it? Yeah. Even those latter. But we actually won seven games, which I'm pretty sure, and I've said this before, but I think in the if the table had started on New Year's Day um, in 2021, we'd have finished 15th. You know, <laughs> that, that, and, and we it doesn't seem like that at all, does it? <laughs> No, not all. And unfortunately, we only got two points in the preceding, the, the 16 That's games it. that preceded the, the year. That, the start was that bad. That, I mean, there's, like I say, the seven wins. We didn't draw any, did we? I don't think of the second not, half of the season. No, that's right. 
Um, but I think the seven wins in a in a calendar year in the Premier League, in, in well half a calendar year in the Premier League, is absolutely fine. It is, and uh, it's it's been interesting seeing some uh, uh, Opta tweeting some stats about Norwich this year uh, over the weekend actually, and just um, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember totally what they were, but it's like the first time in Premier League history that a team has lost five games in a calendar month without scoring a goal. So well done, you're worse than us. I think there was was there not also oh there was um it's the lowest amount of goals a team has scored in their first nineteen games. I think they've scored eight goals. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, well, surely we we scored like four yeah. goals in our first nineteen games, but no, we scored. I think we scored ten actually. So we, we beat them by uh, we beat them by two whole goals. So there you Which go. Is, I just can't. When I look looking at these Norwich starts, and I'm thinking, I know they won more games than us. Obviously, we didn't win a game at all. We only had two points. They've got was it eleven? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, might be, might be 10, yeah. I know they're only a win so off they safety. they have been better, but at the same time, we never got absolutely humiliated, or very rarely, anyway. I mean, we lost 4-1 to Chelsea. I think that was the biggest one under Wilder. Then we lost 4-0 to, uh, 5-0 to Leicester and 4-0 to Spurs once he'd left. But I think under Wilder, I think we only really got one proper hammering, didn't we? Yeah, something like that. So, well done, Norwich. You, you maybe feel a bit better about last yeah. season. Um, but let's, let's talk 2021, <laughs> then. So that was... That was certainly a year. Hopefully, we'll kick off the new year um, with it with an actual game on New Year's Day. Um, between us, we've picked out our ten favourite moments of uh, of this year, and we're just going to go through them in in no particular order, I think, uh, and, and just say a little bit about them. I suppose. Is there any anywhere you want to particularly start off? I don't know. It depends which way you want to do it. Do you want to go from what stands out to you the most or the least, and and work his way up? Uh, let, let's pick a standout moment to get started, and then we'll we'll go, go around on, from there. Uh, what's well, go on. What, what's your favourite? I this is a difficult one because it's not been a good year, as we know. And this sounds a little bit, um, you know, sort of uh, acid housey all come together as one. But I think when the uh, when the crowds came back um, for that Birmingham match. The build-up more than the actual match itself, just mm. seeing a full ground, because I think most of us thought it were going to be maybe even a couple of years until we got anything like a full ground. Yeah. This was only a couple of months after you'd obviously gone to the Burnley game where they were only were 2,000 there or whatever. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, I did that was fantastic. The build, I obviously met you for a drink before, and I think everyone was so excited, weren't they? Mm. Um, to, just to get back to football and, and the the atmosphere for the first 15 minutes were really good, everyone back in it and stuff, and then United let us down. But <laughs> you're like straight back into it. But that build-up, I, I just think that going to a match again, you realised how much you'd missed it, and it was absolutely fantastic uh, to just. To, I mean, these people that you've not seen for ages and stuff like that. It, it's, it was a long, long time, weren't it, that we went without football? Yeah, it really was, and obviously we lost almost. Every, I just got so fed up of watching us on TV. I'm, I'm still not totally over it, to be honest. I like even watching that Fulham game. I'm sort of, I'm not totally locked into it because I think I'm just, I'm just so tainted by watching us in empty grounds not mm. score a single goal and lose one nil most times I'm like I'm, it's still taking me a while to get used to watching us on tv again but yeah, yeah. just uh yeah I, I, to be honest i had quite a lot to drink before that Birmingham game as i imagine quite a lot of people <laughs> did um so i don't have the clearest yeah, memories, yeah but... well yeah my alcohol consumption has massively gone up uh, since the season so i'm trying to enjoy it as much as yes because you know, we've missed it that much i'm trying to enjoy it as much as i can and making days of it and stuff because i think we're all in that sort of situation as well you're thinking is it going to be pulled away from us again i'm really surprised that there's been no um no word on crowds not being allowed in again i, I expected this to be I, I didn't expect us to see middlesbrough a couple of weeks ago i'll put it that way mm. 
well, we might not do if it gets called off. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully not. Very um, true, yeah. But yeah, that that was a big moment, mate. I think, uh, yeah, going to that Burnley game was was nice, but obviously uh, a slightly, well, a very surreal experience. You know, as I say, 2,000 fans wore, uh, wore a mask all the way through. Everyone's mm. kind of spread out. There's no away fans. We're already yeah. relegated. You know, Burnley had nothing yeah. to play for. Um, whereas, yeah, just... Just stepping back into normal normality, and um, I, I actually I, I was just looking through some photos from um, from this year on my phone the other day, and found like I'd taken a, a short video clip of me of, of just like my point of view walking uh, into the back of the cop and like going, mm. you know, just seeing the ground for the first time. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of talk on Twitter actually I've seen this week about how good it is for mental health and stuff, um, getting back to grounds, and how yeah. important it is to keep. Grounds open and stuff for, for, for morale and things like that. And it sounds, you know, it sounds a bit wishy-washy and a bit sort of trite and stuff. But I think it's true. I think he, yeah. it, uh, that year with no fans was awful because we were awful. But at the same time, it, it wouldn't have been as bad if we'd have been at the grounds. I think some of the away days would have been phenomenal. Yeah, during, during I think, that yeah, season. Got, there's no nerves. You've nothing to play for. You know, yeah. we, we were down basically after about three games. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great, great moment. Uh, let's hope it continues uh, indefinitely now. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the standout. Has to be the standout win of 2021. Yeah. And that is Sheffield United going to Old Trafford and via Ollie Burke and King Kean yes. <laughs> conquering Man United. Two legends at the club, legends at the lane. Legends at the lane. <laughs> Let's change that song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Our first win at Old Trafford in, I believe, 55 years, thereabouts, wasn't it? Yeah, something along those lines, yeah. I can't remember and now, but yeah. Absolutely out of nowhere. I mean, I think Man U would have gone top of the league if they'd won that game. They were in... They were in brilliant form. I think they'd won like... They were in really good form. And I think that's really easy to overlook now because you see Man United in a bit of a state, basically. Mm. Um, and last season, obviously, everything's happened to Solskjaer since. But at that moment, they were in good form and they were challenging for the title. Yeah. Uh, just a totally stunning win. Uh, a, a weird win in every way because it was our only away win of the season, I believe. Yep, that's... Yeah. Oh, no, we won at Everton, sorry. Oh, cut it just towards the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, at that point, we'd taken one point from God knows how many away games. And, you know, so we'd lost everything, basically. We had yeah. got our first league win of the season, which will also pop up on here, actually, um, yeah. a couple of weeks earlier. But, uh, yeah. We followed that up with a, a really poor defeat against Spurs. That's Not right. a great Spurs as well. Um, where we could have probably lost that 5 or 6 1 at one point, to be honest. Mm. And. Um, I mean, I, I I can't remember why, but I, I went back and listened to this podcast a little while ago, or, or some of mm. it. Just uh, I wanted to try and um, just try and remember what it was like, I suppose. And yeah, we uh, we were we sort of re- relived a conversation we'd had prior to the game of like, what's an acceptable margin of defeat? Like, yeah, is is four nil okay? Is three nil three nil? You probably take that and move on. Um, and the team itself that we put out there was not. Hugely oh, inspiring. Either. When that when that team got announced that day, I, I just I, I had it on like watching it. Obviously, we're all at home, weren't we? Still at that point, there's nothing open, and uh, I was just sat there thinking, "Why am I watching? What am I doing? <laughs> you know, what I mean, this this has got to go off soon." And then we started the game really, really well, and you're thinking, "Well, at least we put up a bit of a show." Then we scored, yeah, and you think, 
Wow, we're, so, we're not going to get hammered. This is, I think even all the way through, the Maguire equalised, and you're like, yeah, there we go. They're probably going to win now, 2-3-1. So hmm. Then we scored again, and it was like, <laughs> whoa. And they didn't really create that many chances, to be fair. No, not really. Um, so I, I'll just give some highlights from the team. Uh, Ampadu and Jagielka at the back with Chris Basham. Jagielka... This is Jagielka's first start, or maybe second start, but... His last performance was an absolute shocker against Man United. Yep, and uh, I said some uncharitable things about um, about him after that game, I think. Uh, I just yeah. didn't want to see him play for us again. He yeah. had a stormer. He was tremendous. Uh, yeah. Kean Bryan obviously played left wing back. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. um, and we started with the uh, the pacey front two on the counter-attack of Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick. Um, yeah. We were in the stage of only being able to name seven substitutes to Manchester United. In fact, six substitutes on this day um, to Manchester United's nine because there was the full yep. allocation that we couldn't name them. Um, they had this absolutely dynamite front four of Greenwood, Fernandez, Rashford and Martial, all mm. of whom were in incredible form. Martial had scored a hat-trick against us uh, the previous year and I think he might have scored a... Um, yeah, he had well. a, got a really good record against us, yeah. We had no chance. I mean, you, you actually said on that. On I that still po- don't think we have. I've actually read that email. I'm like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm in some sort of post-COVID hazy. This didn't happen. <laughs> but we had some, yeah, we, we played really well. I mean, Norwood, by far, his best game of the season. A couple of crunching yep. challenges on Pogba. I thought Lundstrom mm-hmm. played well. Fleck had a couple of good runs and long-range shots. We defended brilliantly. Jack Yelka was playing out of his mind. Uh, we could have scored another couple as well. Sharp missed a chance, a good save from De Gea. Yeah. Uh, McGoldrick, I don't know if that were on side, but when he was clean through and he blasts it about 20,000 yards <laughs> over the bar. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't as if it was just back to the wall like, and they were having mm. shot, they were in the post. You could understand that in a way. If they'd have had 19 shots and we'd have had one and won one mm. nil, that happens. But it wasn't like that. I think we deserved the win. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Kean Bryan gives us, a, gives us the lead from a corner. Uh, flicking it in, I, I just laughed when this went in. I, I didn't. Yeah, same. Like yeah. I think everyone did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was him as well. <laughs> like, yeah, I think this um, is about to be where lads and Sheffield out away started the ho ho ho, Keen Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Maguire did equalise in the second half. Was did they have yeah. a goal disallowed for VAR? If I by VAR, yeah, so. Ramsdale dropped it. This were and yeah. the this was Ramsdale started picking up his form but mm-hmm. it was just before that he'd had a, a shocker against Spurs the week before and then um, he dropped the ball in a really obvious like he should have caught it and I think we would have got away with that quite a lot yeah yeah I think you're right uh, but Maguire did get the equaliser and then Ollie Burke comes off the bench and has his finest moment in a Sheffield United shirt uh, <laughs> one of the worst shots ever one of the worst goals I've ever seen for so <laughs> it was terrible for Man United it they were almost like these are so bad we're just going to kick it about then they gave it us Put in an awful shot, Oli Burke, and then another bad shot that somehow went in. <laughs> takes, takes a deflection off, uh, I don't know if it was uh, to Anzebe, maybe. And the but... good thing about this as well is after the map, when the Man United and Solskjaer and everyone were furious with the referees, like, oh, don't you dare. Don't have the decisions that I've seen Man United get, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so that was uh, that was hilarious, and I, I think at the time we, um, you know, we were obviously very accepting of the fact we were going to get relegated. There wasn't, you know, there was no recovering from the position we were in. So I think we enjoyed it for what it was, which is a a shock, historic win that we'll probably always look back at and laugh about. I think uh, this is the thing. I think there's certain games we've won. I'm trying to think um, when we beat uh, Arsenal. Uh, 
in the cup when Colvitt scored. Just don't know why that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. You look back at that, you know, oh, that were a great night. Yeah, that were, a, and or when we beat um, Leeds when Jagielka scored, and you know, that were. A, I think every, when when you think of this, everyone's just gonna go, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like laughing. I think the first thing is a laugh rather than like a, a moment of pride or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... Let's talk Aaron Ramsdale next because we've, we've mentioned it. We mentioned him with the in the context of that game. Um, <laughs> well, the, the elephant in the room here, which we are going to get to. Um, so my my moment when I was putting these together, and this is one of the first things I thought of, was the mm. Ramsdale redemption arc that has taken yeah. place in twenty twenty one. So yeah, let's just just wind it back to the very start of this year. It it. it he really was not having a good time in our goal at all, was he? You know, there wasn't millions of goals you could point to and go, that's his fault, he's messed that up. But he wasn't playing particularly well and he was getting increasingly nervy to the extent where, for that Man United game, we had said, we should probably not play him in this one, like for his own good. And then... Yeah, I, I, I talked to, I was the Tufty Club yesterday and they did like a, a year podcast, more of like a sort of um well so it's very pretty similar to this uh really but they they were talking about like the Ramsdale um they were arguing about when he came good and whilst they were saying like it were beginning of January um that he, he basically came good. I think it were a bit later personally because I, I remember I so. on this podcast with you before that Man United game saying take him out of the team not because we think Fodringham's better or Berrich is better but because he were that low on confidence that because he, he'd made a mistake a couple of weeks before against Plymouth in the FA Cup win. Uh, where he was going to let it under him. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, and I remember then saying he's going to. Everyone was saying he's going to cost us even. You know, in next season he's going to cost us incredible turnaround. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I I would say. So I'm looking now. Let's just look down our fixtures. So we played Chelsea at home on the seventh of February, and he was super skittish in that one. I remember like almost mm. from the first minute he like just like basically sliced a back pass straight to Chelsea under yeah. no pressure at all. Yeah. Uh, and then. Skipping forward three games to end of February, we lost two nil at home to Liverpool. But we I should have been man. we should have been like six nil down after ten minutes. It was like a one man wall. It was just this, insane. This is, this how is well what was so bizarre. Yeah, in that that's the game for me, and I've got like that myself. But that Liverpool game is when he, he totally sort of because it was such a surprise from what had come before. I think mm. his performances have steadily got better without being spectacular. Yes, and then basically from that Liverpool game onwards, I don't think he made a mistake, and I think he were arguably the best, one of the best goalkeepers in the entire league at that point. To be honest, because he were having that much to do. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so yeah, he went from we need this guy may not be good enough for us next season in the championship to being sold for upwards of 30 million pounds to Arsenal becoming their number one goalkeeper and playing for England in the space of well probably the space of 10 months really but and he's, he's overcome we'll come on to the interview or whatever but he's overcome so much that we would he got he got slagged off for for getting another game with Bournemouth Hmm. We bought him, he started awful, and he was a bit of a laughing stock, really, because of the goals they were letting in, you know, in, in terms of like the rest of the Premier League fans and stuff. Then he went down with us, and they were like, oh my God, he's gone down two seasons in a row, what a terrible... And then Arsenal bought him, and everyone were laughing, oh, what a joke, Arsenal, I'll buy him Ramsdale. And he, their fans were fuming. And now he's flavour of the month. Yeah, and he's, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's Carragher or someone else I heard the other day, was like, you know, I, I thought they massively... I thought it was just a really strange signing, but... I've completely changed my mind on them signing yeah, Ramsdale yeah, now. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I, 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 I have to admit, I didn't think you were Arsenal standard in terms of like a top six club or whatever going for for something that I suppose they still class themselves as Champions League contenders at least. Arsenal, yeah. I didn't think you were that good. I, I thought maybe someone like a Newcastle or a, um, I don't know, a Southampton Everton or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Everton or something like that. But he's been fantastic since he's gone in, um, and you can't knock him. I think we knew he were better than most other fans seem to think he was. But I don't. I think he's even suspa- uh, surpassed our expectations as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought he was an, an average Premier League goalkeeper. Was, was yeah, what I yeah, bang average. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, Which is not. A, I say bang average in a good way. You know, not in a, a bang average Premier League goalkeeper is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So yeah, if, if you're the tenth best keeper in the Premier League, you're a good goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. kind of you know tenth, twelfth best was kind of what I thought we'd sign from Bournemouth. It just mm. didn't play like it in the first half of the season, and then the second, you know, he probably played like a bottom third goalkeeper for the first half, and then the. The, the back end of the season, he was, as you say, one of the best keepers in the entire league. And I, guess I think yeah, all that and the, the entirety of that season, the, only McGoldrick and Ramsdale were the only two real people who could come out with it and say, right, we've got, we can hold our heads up high. We we've played like a a team, uh, like players who should be in a Premier League team yeah. for the, pretty much the not the entire season in terms of Ramsdale because obviously he had that poor start, but his performances were so good after the. Yeah. It put the stuff that he'd done before, you know, into sort of into the background a little bit. But yeah, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then he does this interview with uh, was what was this a podcast with Ben Foster? I think ben, the Ben Foster podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron, mate, what have you done here? This is this is. I'm just going to quickly read the quotes for anyone who doesn't know uh, what on earth I'm on about. Uh, so this is, uh, I'm just going to quote directly from Ramsdale. He says, I hope my agent doesn't see this as I might get in trouble. Um, but normally if you don't get your move, your move to Arsenal in this case, you're rewarded with a new contract. It's not set in stone, but that's normal. So we said that and someone at the club, I won't name names, said we didn't ask him to take less money when he was conceding goals at the start of the year. I basically went, I won't play against West Brom, do what you want. I didn't train for the first two days of the week and the manager was, was like, he'll be all right, he'll play. Tuesday came and I was like, no, I'm not playing. I wasn't in the squad. And then 10 minutes before kickoff, I was on my way down to Arsenal. Why did he say that? I mean, what did you No think need. When... No need. I mean, maybe that does go off. We don't need to hear that. You don't need to say that. It's almost almost felt to me like I was showing off in front of the big boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I told him I'm going to Arsenal. Uh, yeah, he's a young lad. Do you know what I mean? He's, he, uh, he might regret that in a couple of years and stuff. But I mean, he, he maybe done. He's it's got his new like, to Arsenal. He's played like he's played in the Premier yeah, League for yeah. three seasons. He's now. got his new to Arsenal, but it, it does look bad. I've seen people try to even blame the club about this. I don't get that at all. I think why should he get? We shouldn't give him a new contract just because well, they just signed out. him. I can't yeah, we just signed him, and it it, it was awful, really, <clears throat> in the beginning start of the season, or, or at least for a period of that season. Why? Why do you don't? I've never heard that before. You turn down a bid and then give him a contract. He's, he, you know, we only, he's only been there a year. Why? And and we got relegated with him. Yeah, I know exactly. Unless uh, it's in his contract that that's what happens, and I don't know what he's moaning about. And then the fact that he refused to play, that's and a bad I think look. that even even more so sort of reflects on that West Brom performance. It shines a light on that West Brom performance and why it were probably that bad. I imagine everyone were in. Tears, if it were tears, uh, in <laughs> like, just sort of, I don't mean, I don't like turmoil, uh, turmoil, <laughs> because uh, I don't know where tears came from, but yeah, I think um, because obviously they're going out, and then the goalkeeper ten minutes before the game said, "Right, I'm not playing." What? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
arguably the best player in the team as well at, yeah. at that moment, Ramsdale. Poor old Verrits, whatever you think of him, has been lobbed in 10 minutes, probably very little preparation mm. to deal with the the worst side a goalkeeper wants to face, I would have thought, probably in England. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it really does reflect badly on him. And, you know, I think there's no need for him to say it. And he won't care, he's got his move and stuff. But I don't think, I don't know how anyone can look at that interview and say, good lad. Because yeah. if he does that to us, he'd do it to anyone. You know what I mean? If if yeah. Juve come calling in a couple of years, he'll do the same to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was thinking if you're like a, a hyper-partisan Arsenal fan, he'd be like, yes, you know, he did what yeah. he needed to do to get his move to the to the Gooners. But yeah, yeah it, it, looking at the big picture, he's probably not going to play for Arsenal his entire career. The better he does, the, le- the less time he's going to be there, most likely. Yeah, mm. it's... It, I don't know what on earth he... Was think maybe you just caught in a particularly candid moment, you know, talking to Ben Foster. He just thought, yeah, this I'll, is it. I'll, it was like I say, it almost, it almost felt like he was showing off. It was almost like when you've had a couple too many drinks with your mates. You're like, yeah. nah, that's all my manager. And I said to him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I can't lie. That has uh, that has tainted my opinion of Ramsdale a little bit, to be honest. Um, as as I think it should do. I mean, it's just a stupid thing. You know, he's acted unprofessionally there in refusing to play and train. Um, I've seen people say, why shouldn't he, you know, people want players with characters and being honest and stuff. He's, he's fine in being honest. It's just that he's being honest about being a bit of a, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I don't, uh, it's not something I'm going to think of probably beyond this podcast, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he didn't need to, he didn't need to say that. Um, and yeah, it reflects badly on, Everyone involved, I think, including United, which is another reason he didn't need to say it because obviously we have played quite a significant part in his development and in getting him, you know, getting him to Arsenal, getting him into the England squad. Look, we know United are an absolute mess, like at boardroom level. We're not sticking up for United in that sense here. There's, there's the, the communication, everything's really poor at the moment and shoddy. But like you say, there's just no need to say it. And I think the the main thing that I took away wasn't like, oh, what are the board playing? It's like, what are you doing, Aaron, mate? Why are you saying that? <laughs> nah, exactly. Uh, what? Which moment of 2021 do you want to jump to next? Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll do a, an emergence of Mr. Njai. Oh, here we go. Because this was a good moment, because this is a player who we did little bits about. I don't think any of us realised how good he was. Hmm. And... He's not the full article, and I've seen people say before that Fulham game, oh, he's not scored since Peterborough, and he's not. But but he has been like a new signing and a really, really, really good new signing. And it's good when you, every time, all right, he's not from Sheffield or anything like that, but he's another guy from the academy, which is always good to come through. Hmm. Um, and yeah, fair play to him. I think he's been a really, it was a real bright spark under the Yukanovic era. Yeah, absolutely. So he makes his debut against, uh, he finally signed that new contract, didn't he? That was a thing that had been lingering on the, the the reason he hadn't been involved in under 23 games for months i think um mm. so he must have signed it during that international break i think after after we'd drawn with luton we yeah. had a what is that like a, a two-week break between games he signs a new contract straight into the starting 11 which i remember there was a lot of hype beforehand of like this is you know now he signed the contract like right He's got to start him, surely. Like he's got to go straight in the team. And I think you and I were like, "Well, oh, steady on. That's that's going a bit yeah, far." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then there he is, and 14 minutes into his debut, 
with a he finishes off a, a lovely move with a, a great finish. Um, you know, the ball cut back back across the box, and yeah, just passes it into the corner of the net. He ends up getting another one later in the game. I think he um, he had a hand maybe in one of Gibbs White's in Gibbs White's goal as well. I think we won six two. Everything felt amazing, um, but also. Yeah, I think just as a bigger picture, he's just been so good to watch. Uh, just a really entertaining player with a, a lot of skill, a lot of, uh, I guess, industry about how much he, you know, the, the work ethic he has and the strength that he has. I think the has. best thing I can say about him is that he immediately looked like a, a, a good championship player. I mm-hmm. think straight off. He yeah. does do too many things and he does sort of, he has got things to improve and he, in his, you know, in his game. But it's weird with a, Normally, even the likes of sort of Harry Maguire had made so many mistakes at League One level before he got up to the championship. It's really unusual for a player to come into a, cha- a championship team with a lot of pressure as well, who are expecting mm-hmm. to be, you know, to top six and to perform and just fit in like he, you know, like he'd been there, like he were a 25 year old. Yeah. Let's not forget, we'd, we had two points from our first five games at that point. We'd, uh, what we'd done, we'd lost both home games. We'd had the West Brom debacle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, drew at Luton when we were a bit fortunate to do so. And then, yeah, Peterborough comes round and Jai starts. Sun's shining. We win 6-2. I'd, I'd never seen a score six in person before, I don't think. In, in an, no. I know we did it um, did it in the FA Cup under Wilder, didn't we? Um, yeah, Tottenham was 6-0, I, I saw. And I didn't go to beat Luton 6-3 away one year under Bassett, yeah. but I didn't go to that many either. Beat oh, West, no, West Brom at home. Beat West Brom 6-0. No, I didn't yeah. get to that, no. Um, no, I didn't actually. It was Sunday, I think. That anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's probably been the biggest bright spark of this whole year, I think. Certainly, the su- uh, success story of the season so far. Yeah. And uh, yes, he, he finished off the year with that phenomenal goal at Fulham, a goal worthy of winning any game. So um, yeah, yeah. Looking and, he's, and the best is yet to come. You know that it's unlikely that he's going to get. He, you know, he's not so sort. Of, doesn't look like the sort of player you sometimes get. U team players coming in who score three or four goals, and you think. He's got potential. He's not quite there yet, but this guy, he, he looks like he's he's got a full-on career, doesn't he? He's not, he doesn't look like the sort of player, this is where he does, isn't it? But he's, he doesn't look like the sort of player who's just going to go down the league slow. He's not a Jordan Slew type, for instance. Yeah, he, he looks like, um, I'd say with, with Njai's, you know, you mentioned those kind of rough edges, but he, he has, he looks like he has all the tools to be at least mm-hmm. a really good championship player. So, yeah. And I'd rather have that with the sort of rawness that you can refine than mm. someone who just doesn't have that level of skill yeah. and control. Someone who just runs around and, you know, can make a career. But, as, yeah, I know what you mean. He's probably got... Well, the thing is, if you want to come on to our next one, it, mm. I think Gibbs White is is another one that we, we chose. Is If if Gibbs White goes back uh, in January, he's going to set straight in. He's the man who's going to replace him. So. People say we need to replace him, and we do need to replace Gibbs White, and it's a massive ask for Njai to replace him. But he's the next in line for that, which is a massive compliment for someone in the first season. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what this is one of our moments, isn't it? It's getting to see Morgan Gibbs White play for Sheffield United. Yeah. And it has been a genuine pleasure watching this kid mm. play. He's one of the most, uh, one of the most talented players I can remember seeing play for us, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. So clearly too good for the championship. Um, yeah. Fortunately, not good enough for Wolves yet, although I'm sure he'll be playing the Premier League before too long. I, 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 my worries about this are getting worse and worse every day, to be fair. Uh, deeper <laughs> and deeper every day. Because I, I saw Wolves yesterday and they said that they've, they've, they're have they one injury away from having to cancel because they've got no players, basically. Um, 
you just know it's all about this COVID. It's COVID just hates United more than anyone else, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, I think we'd have got away with it if it weren't for the COVID situation. I think we're going to be really lucky to keep him now. Well, we will see. But let's uh, keeping it in the in the past, I suppose. He obviously scores scores a lovely goal in his debut in that Peterborough game. Uh, he bags several more goals as well. He scored against Preston the next game, didn't he? He scored at Bournemouth. Uh, my mind's gone blank now. Where, where else he score? He scores. Uh, Preston. Uh, yeah, I said that one. He scored at Forest. Oh, sorry. He scored at uh, Forest. Scored a scored a Forest. phenomenal strike at Cardiff. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's been just a, a delight to watch. You know, one of our top scorers. Uh, he was the most creative player in the championship on the. Uh, expected assist stats not long ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked for a couple of weeks because we haven't played any games. So maybe yeah, somebody yeah, snuck yeah. ahead of him. Um, but yeah, he's uh, quite. Obvious. I think if you know if if the season ended today, he'd win our player of the year. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's between him and Sharp definitely. Um, mm. Let's let's talk about a Sharp moment next, actually, uh, and that is Newcastle at home. So we're rolling it back to last season. Mm. Our first league win of the season, obviously our first league win of 2021, but our first league win of the entire season came on the 12th of January. It was our 18th league game, and we had two points from our previous 17. And, oh, what a relief this was. This was, by this point, we were all sort of, season's gone, just get it over with. I hated it, hated watching Mm. us. I actually missed the first half because I was at work and I weren't bothered. I was just sort of, yeah, whatever. And then it was bizarre. The the full time or the final five, ten minutes of this game made me realise, oh, yeah, football is really, actually, I'm properly passionate about it. (laughs) Because before this, we were were 2-0 down or 1-0 down in the game, and that were it. You knew it were over. Mm -hmm. We'd we'd go 1-0 up and that would be it. Game over. In this one, it was the final five minutes and stuff. And everyone was laughing at us, Wednesday fans and stuff, because we were so happy after. And I get that. You know, first winning, whatever it was, 18 matches, whatever it was. But if you were a supporter of the club at that point, it, it, it meant so much, not because we thought we were going to stay up or anything, but I think it just brought back all the feelings of what were fantastic about supporting United and being a football fan. Yeah, definitely. And we were very much thinking, like the Derby 11 points record was absolutely in play at this yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think we were probably, I don't know if we ever said this, but we must have been thinking, are we actually going to win a game through the entire season? Like we've played almost half a season and we've barely come close yeah. to winning a game. Um, there were a genuine worry about that. And it sounds ridiculous because we won seven, but that was a genuine worry at that point because Newcastle were appalling last season. If we hadn't won that game, I mean, obviously we did win after, but I think to get that monkey off your back would have definitely helped. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I really, I mean, it's it's really difficult to go back and think about just how bad it was at this moment in time. Yeah, and, it, you know, we still made quite hard. We, I thought we played really well in this game. Um, yeah. At the same yeah, we time, over. Yeah. At the same time, I, I completely forgot this until I just clicked on it now. Newcastle were down to 10 men for the whole of the second half. Do you remember that? Yeah, because they got sent off in the end of the first half, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Fraser. Before that, we were all over him. I think, mm-hmm. did did he miss a really good chance over at Burke or someone? I can't remember, missed like an open net. Probably did, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember the keeper having a really good game. But yeah, Fraser got two yellow cards in three minutes. I, I, don't, I haven't rewatched it, but I think he got booked for diving and then, yeah, then went into a hefty tackle, yeah, which yeah. is really dumb. Um, so he goes down to 10 men. 
And it still takes until the 73rd minute with a VAR awarded penalty. Mm, um, yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. And Sharp sticks it away. And then Sharp um, should have been sent off after that, actually. Oh, yeah, what did he do, remind me? He booted someone, and I don't know how he stayed on, basically. Uh, yeah. Just no need for him to do it all, but yeah. And one thing I completely forgot from this game was right at the last minute... Oh. Bogle, can you remember exactly what happened? I think Bogle went to head Bogle it back to Ramsdale. Bogle it back to Ramsdale. Ramsdale comes running out, and it just so slowly hits the post. But it looks like it's going into the Does it hit the post? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Do you remember the commentary? Time. I think we, you might have played it on here, actually. The five live commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just watch him, and I would just sort of... I mean, this is why it was so good, because it, it, it made you feel... Again, if you know, as a football, because we've been watching these glorified pre-season games getting hammered, basically, or getting beat at least every week. And then that happened, and it hit the post, that relief, and your heart and your mouth, you think, this is what it's all about, football. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what was so special about that win, I think. Absolutely. And also, uh, I've got to say, it was slightly sweet to finally beat Steve Bruce and his spozzy Newcastle team. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely yeah. should have beaten the previous season. Oh, they were an oh, awful yeah. team. Um and yeah, there's going to be some some irony if they end up getting relegated in the season where they become one of the richer clubs in the Premier League. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that it was. Like, a, this is going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, a, a phenomenal moment. Um, I guess we've, we've already talked about putting six past Peterborough. We kind of hit that one already, didn't we? Um, mm. As as part of talking about some others. Enjoy, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. You have another game that you put forward is um, West Brom at home, which was our third win of the season. I I could be talked into Bristol Rovers in the league uh, in the FA Cup on the 9th yeah. of January because that was our first win in. Like, that were a fantastic games. match, that whatever you think. I mean, Bristol Rovers are awful; they're doing bad this season. It went down that season, uh, so it's not a great win or anything. But they were a really good game, the three-two. Yeah, there was like three goals in three minutes, weren't there? Like uh, in the second half. Um, but yeah, West Brom at home, a two-one win on the second of February. Uh, what in particular made you want to put this on your best moments of the year? I was so happy with this win at the time, and this is this is horrible, especially considering what's coming up at the weekend. Because it made me, we were awful this season, uh, obviously all the way through. And I think this was, I think this were our third winning five. I think that's it right. Is, yeah, you're right in the league. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And beating West Brom, who were obviously going to go down with us, and we were so much better than them in this match. Like we were, mm. so the performance was really good, especially second half. I remember like thinking after that we're going to be fine next season because you know we've had this terrible start, but we're actually all right. We've just sort of we've just had this pretty unlucky start. Lots of injuries, little things have not gone against us. We've just basically outplayed the team who's going to be one of the best teams next season. We're going to be fine, and I think it was the last. Hurrah! Almost for I know he won another game after this Wilder, but this was the last time I, I felt the, the the Wilder effect, if you like, of that sort of. Mm. It was everything that were good about United. I think was shown in this game in a, in a terrible season, but in this one particular, maybe I bash him having an unbelievable performance. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, now you mention it. Yeah, overlapping and stuff. We had like Bogle popping up in the area, and you're thinking this is going to be fine. This is we'll, we'll go down, but. We'll be fine, and I think this 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 always reminds me of the last time I was sort of, you know, this was the last hurrah I think for for Wilder as United manager. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good shout. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, looking at the fixture list, I mean, we lost two on to Chelsea next, which is fine. 
That mm. West Ham, we lost 3-0. We were awful. Fulham away, do you remember that? Terrible. Yeah, and, uh, that, were, that, that were the low. That were... I think, yeah, I mean, if people said Wilder should have gone after Crystal Palace, I, I've got to, who knows, but I've got a feeling if we'd have maybe followed this up with losing to Chelsea and then maybe beating Fulham or something, mm. would he still be here? I don't know. I think it just took, I think we went on this mini run of three three wins in five and you were thinking, right, we're obviously all going to go down. We've left it too late, but it's not a disaster. You know, we'll, 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 we can come back, keep all the Wilder. And then it just went absolutely snowballed after this. I know we beat Villa at home, but we were, it was more of a backs to the wall, you know, down yeah. to ten men sort of performance. This was the last time I think we saw a Wilder team play well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Phillips gave West Brom the lead on the counter attack in the first half, and then uh, yeah, Bogle sweeps one in in the fifty-sixth minute, and then Sharp uh, instinctively smashes yeah. one in in the seventy-third minute. And uh, yeah, a, a deserved win. Nice bit of revenge because we absolutely peppered him in the away game, if you remember. <sighs> yeah, God knows yeah, how we yeah. lost that. God knows how yeah. we didn't score in that. Never mind, lost it. Um, yeah, and it, it was... was good to win away. Well, not good, but I think that one 0 defeat is when we all accepted, or most of us accepted, we're going down this season. But although yeah. there were that many games left, it were like this is just not happening. This is the this is the Premier League. You can't get you, you can't get away with picking this a little amount of points up and then throwing away games like that. Yeah. And for sort of Wilder's last big hurrah to be West Brom, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad. It's a sad one to put in, but I think it, it was a good moment at the time. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, talking about a player here, I think we got. Oh, actually, is this our last one? I think. I oh, know we got, got two, two left. I've got two, two left. left yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, another emerging player, mm. Daniel Jebison. Yes. Comes uh, comes into the team for Everton away. He'd, he'd come off the bench against Palace the week before. He played really well when he came off the bench against Palace, and people saying mm. get him started. And very cautious me as usual were like, mm, not sure about this. You know what I mean? And then he, he obviously started against Everton, and the fact that he scored after what were it, eight minutes or something like seven that, seven minutes, yeah, seven minutes. And again, it was just a, a season of massive lows. It was one of the few high points where you're thinking. Whatever happens to him now, he's a young lad who scored in the Premier League. Not many people can say that. Yeah, absolutely. And what was the start? He was like the youngest player to score on his on his full debut in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, bit, bit convoluted, but yeah, he yeah. was age seventeen at that point. You know, we I I knew very little about him to be honest. I'd seen his his name on like under twenty three's team sheets and stuff, but yeah, the, the kid was seventeen, and um, yeah, he's, he's in the right place at the right time to finish off a brilliant run by Jack Robinson of all people. Yeah, and, uh, and he played really well in this did. game as well. He had another good chance. I think he managed. I think he did make it through the full ninety minutes, didn't he? Because he cramped up yeah. at one point, but um, but ploughed on. Um, and then he started every game until the end of the season, didn't he? After this, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it was it was a very uplifting moment in a season of. What felt like unending misery, pretty much, punctuated yeah. by a couple of wins. Um, yeah, it was a sort of a, just a really nice feel-good story, I suppose. And uh, yeah, he's... I wonder what would have happened if Eckingbottom had got the job straight away. Whether whether mm. he'd still be out on loan. Yeah, interesting. I guess we'll see what happens to him in uh, well in two days' time, I suppose. Well, when, one uh... thing I'll say about Jefferson is that we don't have many. If we're going to play sort of this three-four-three thing that we're doing, mm. we don't have many out and out centre forwards. If you know what I mean, yeah. you know you, you like to McGoldrick and uh, even uh, McBurney like to play off a strike. There's only really sharp and Brewster to a degree. I'm not not totally convinced Brewster's strong enough. Moose, yeah, I guess, but he's never out. available. 
Just, yeah, yeah, well, forget about him. Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson is an out-and-out sort of centre-forward. So I think he could work well in our system. Yeah, we will see. But yeah, that was a, a, a really, just a really cool moment to uh, yeah. have a, another youngster making an impression, I suppose. There's quite a few young players have kind of... Uh, Made an appearance this year with, uh, but I think that's what the. I mean, I don't think there is much of a plan, but I think that what, what they were trying to say in the board me in the press conference is that you know Jefferson's come through and Jai's come through. If we get a couple more through, yeah, you know that's that's you basically getting plays in there for for no money, and, and I think that's the way we're gonna have to go. Yeah, Hackford made a made his debut yeah. uh, against Palace. Uh, Siriki came off the bench against Newcastle, I think. Mm. Might, might be a couple mm. of others that have... Uh, Obviously, a couple of in the League Cup, Brunt and Lepar, where he's called. I don't know if I get that name right. <laughs> so let's just go with Laporte at this point. Yeah. Um, Tyler Smith was still flying around, weren't he, at the beginning of this season? Tyler Smith, yeah, blimey. We saw, we saw Tyler Smith play. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> it leaves us one, one last player as, as moment of the year. And that's David McGoldrick scoring eight goals in the Premier League and most of them coming uh, in this half of the season yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't really overlook this, I don't think. Just how you know how bad this team was. How many goals did we score in the season? Can you remember? Uh, um, 20. 20, yeah. And he scored, he scored close to half of them. Uh, and yeah, he was... He scored the winning goal against Brighton. He scored the winning goal against Aston Villa in this year. Uh, He scored the winning goal against Burnley in the final Premier League game. Mm. Some of them were crackers as well. I mean, I I I think it was the Brighton one where he won it on the halfway line and like just sent one of their players for a pie and then ended up getting on the end oh, of no, the movement. Oh, no, that was Villa, wasn't it? Was that was Villa? That Villa? Oh, I think you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Villa. Yeah, yeah, the Brighton one. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the Villa one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Last goal under Wilder, actually. Yeah, you're right. He, was, uh, he left after the Southampton game, didn't he, the next game? Uh, and then the Burnley one, like a you know slaloming run and 20-yard finish uh, in front of fans. for the, His first, first goal... In front of fans uh, at Bramall Lane for United. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the thing with McGoldrick as well is that now Slav's gone. I think there'll be more of a role for him. Hmm. Um, and I always feel I know people have got different opinions on McGoldrick. I always feel we play better with him. I know there's Feels that, that quote where my mate said where he said something along the lines of "We can't score with him." We can't score without him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to, for him to get eight after, uh, in the Premier League after the, the season before where we were fantastic but only got two yeah. uh, and missed so many chances. Again, a, a, a slightly less wavy redemption than Ramsdale, but yeah. still a redemption all the less, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there you go. Those those are the ten moments. The crowd's back at Bromwell Lane. Manu away. Newcastle at home. West Brom at home. Point six past Peterborough, McGoldrick scoring eight in the Premier League, Ramsdale redemption, Jebison versus Everton, getting to see Gibbs White and the emergence of Njai. Throw in the fact we, uh, or rather throw out the fact we got relegated and that we're on our fourth manager of the year. Have I got that right? Yeah, th- three managerial changes. It wasn't a bad yeah. year, really, was it? 2021. What a year. Let's relive it. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> let's Man, let's have some stability. You, at the beginning of this year, by the way, Paul Eckenbottom's going to be our manager, but we'll have a manager in between as well. You're like, whoa, what? <laughs> I would be very confused. I would not have yeah. uh, not have seen this coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that is the year, mate. So 
we're going a long time between games here, whatever happens, because uh, the last time we yeah. played was the 20th of December. And uh, fingers crossed we will play on the first, which is a frustratingly a 12.30 kickoff, but I suppose yeah. at this point I'll kick off at 6am, I'll take it, to be honest, after, yeah. after the lack of festive football. Massive game, Middlesbrough, um, you know, even if you ignore the fact that Chris Wilder's the manager, uh they are up to fifth now. They, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. The the stats suggest they are a much better team than um, when they were loitering in like fifteenth or sixteenth. So, no surprise to see them sneak up into the playoffs. I think they are a uh, yeah. well, they're not so sneaky pick anymore for promotion. But um, yeah, they're, they're probably they'll probably be closer to automatic than. Um, yeah, than, than the run the light numbers were good before Wilder came, and I think he's just mm-hmm. took them on an extra level, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're obviously in great form. We will have had a break, uh, which I think we would rather have just kept playing these games, wouldn't we? But, mm. you know, Gibbs White got a knock in that Fulham game, went off at half time, so hopefully he'll be available. Brewster, a bit closer to fitness. It'd be interesting he's... to see how Middlesbury act because they've played every game. Mm. I don't know how this works because we've not played at all. Do we come in sort of. We remember how bad we were under Wilder, actually, after international breaks. Mm we were so sort of leggy and it, we, it took us a couple of like games basically to get going. Are we going to see that again or, or are we going to be so much sort of fresher than them that they're going to be knackered after 70 minutes? I think I would rather be in our situation than having played all these games. I'd love to just in a one-off one game. game. I'd love yeah. to have pressed them at a week off and then played them. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so they played last night, didn't they? 29th and then uh, early on New Year's Day. Um yeah, we, we I think we got our Christmas party out the way at the start of December as well, haven't we? So hopefully the players haven't <laughs> used this break to have Christmas party number two. Um, well, I suppose the good thing is, I reckon we will have picked up COVID cases ourselves over the last couple of weeks, which are being kept in house like they all are. Mm. They they'll have recovered by now. You know, seven days later it is now. So you know, if we've had a couple of cases, we should. As long as we've not had a massive outbreak this week, which is, could well be possible. Yeah. <laughs> After all the family, you know, Christmas and stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully we'll be pretty much at full strength. And you'd think Middlesbrough, they must be a bit tired. Yeah, you'd think so. What's, I mean, I'm taking absolutely nothing for granted with um, our games at the minute. But what's the game after this? It's the Cup and FA Cup. Yeah, which got... is fine. Just, do you know what? Play that if there's no players. Get the under-12s out. I don't think, I think Wolves <laughs> are all right with that as well. Yeah, I don't think Wolves right. want another game in the, you know what I mean, in their, in their calendar. Just, yeah, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's a hypothetical Saturday 3pm kickoff on the horizon on the 22nd of January at Bramall Lane um, mm. against Luton but uh, yeah let, let's hope Middlesbrough goes ahead um, I imagine we'll be talking a lot about Chris Wilder after that game regardless of what happens but uh, yeah I, I hope he gets the, uh, a respectful welcome for yeah, um, yeah, just driving me mad this on Twitter and people say, what, what are you going to do for Wilder what are you going to do what do you mean <laughs> really like, well, I'm it. not going to have a flag of him or anything <laughs> give him a clap before whatever yeah and then hate him for 90 minutes and clap him at end that's it surely it's as simple as that isn't it yeah. why would I like I'm sure that's what Wilder would want I don't like yeah. well 20th minute we should get a song going no <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to boo anyone who gets a song going I'm gonna like, what are you talking about like, I don't mind it. I don't mind doing it before and after but why I don't like the idea of chanting the opposition manager's name in the middle of a game against us mm. I think it... you want to go thank him go to Middlesbrough 
Yeah, I think it helps that we've won those four games in a row and three in a row. I had a disastrous atmosphere before that. Yeah, it's slapped. Yeah, I I think as soon as we've gone one 0 down, Chrissy Wilder, yeah. sure. you know what I mean. But now realistically, I mean, obviously I'm joking, but I don't. I, I think it's just for me, it's as simple as give him. You know, I don't know how Gary Sinclair is going to approach it. Uh, knowing Gary Sinclair, we very understated. <laughs> <laughs> And I think he'll be sort of like, "Welcome back to Chris Wilder." <laughs> uh, I think he'll get. I think he'll. The ninety-nine percent of people aren't idiots, and they, they will cheer him. Mm-hmm. People will boo him because that's that's football, and people will find it funny to boo him as well. To be fair, but you know, I think he'll get a great reception, and I just hope that doesn't sort of. I just hope that sort of reception doesn't spill into if it, if you get to a bad start, it gets people arguing about the the old Wilder stuff again. Yeah, I think people might be too hungover for too too many extreme emotions. To be honest, being I'm New not going to drink that before to get my boo invoice ready. <laughs> <laughs> Very solid. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I I think if we'd not had this good run under Heckingbottom, I would be dreading it. You know, if we were still scuffling about in 18th or whatever, um, I, I would really hate this game. I would not enjoy the build up, yep. the the experience yep. of it, but. Well, we were it, saying we were dreading it when he came in. I was oh, just dreading him. when when he went to Middlesbrough. Hmm. But like you said, we're the the mood around Bramall Lane at the moment is far better than it was even a month ago. And yeah. that's not to say it's going to last or we've cracked it or anything. But it it does definitely make a massive difference that we we're, we're coming into this on the back of four wins. Yeah, exactly. To me now, it just feels like this is a a game between two playoff hopefuls. You know, two teams mm-hmm. that are uh, heading in the right direction. It looks like so. Yeah. Now, uh, now go out there and prove it, I suppose, and, and yeah. score one over a, a probably a, a team you may well end up meeting in the playoffs if you get there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. and and the wildest stuff is obviously uh, a little bit of a sideshow, but you know, it's, it's not something that's going to affect the game when it's actually happening. I don't think I can't see how it how it will do. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Really hope it goes ahead. Uh, as I say, not taking anything for granted at this point. So, uh, yeah, we won't, won't talk about it anymore, I don't think, in case it does not. Um, I think that's everything, mate. Uh, you, you've got a new Maidly episode just, just dropped, I believe. Yeah, we're a bit late. Cause I, I said last week, I, obviously, I'd kill with and Liam were ill. Um, so it took a while to get edit. We recorded it before Christmas, but it's uh, top of the pops, Christmas Day, 1996. If you're sick of Christmas, don't worry, because there's no Christmas songs featured other than some uh, some renditions of my own scattered <laughs> <laughs> around the episode. And also JP, who listens to Blades Pod, he, he's, a, he's done a, a full version of um, Merry Christmas, everyone. So you can hear a bit of that on the outro as well. Uh, but other than that, none of the um, none of the none of the other stuff is Christmas related. So don't worry if you're sick of Christmas. Great stuff. That's living with Maidley. Uh... Roy's view from dot com. Hopefully, I will have a view from out tomorrow, uh, which yeah. has been a while. Um, yeah, so I'll be, I, I didn't do the whole one because I thought it's definitely going to get called off, and they were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and I just, just bloody, everyone knew it was going to be called off. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know what what's the. Oh, I, I just hope. Obviously, I hope it goes ahead, but I also really hope it doesn't get called off. Like as I'm leaving the house, or as I'm. In, oh wait, it's a. It's a uh, lunchtime kickoff in it, so mm. uh, I won't have been in the pub very long, if at all. No, that's <laughs> no. kickoff. Um, but yeah, that's it, mate. Just to say, uh, happy new year to you and to all the Blades fans out there. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us. I know we've picked out our ten favourite moments of the year, but 
we should also, you know, it would be remiss of us not to mention there was a lot of misery in this year as well. We should I do it. I mean, if, if I were in charge of this podcast, we'd be doing his top 10 worst moments. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, to be honest. <laughs> but Six I think hour we, special. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can just go back and listen to some of those podcasts around uh, around January yeah. and March earlier this year if, if you want to wallow in misery. But uh, I like to look forward when I'm looking back as well and try and be a bit more upbeat, I suppose, so... There we go, mate. Uh, yeah, that's that's everything, I think. So thanks very much to you for your time. And hopefully I will see you in a couple of days' time. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, sir, as well. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Andrew, of course. And thank you very much to NordVPN, the sponsor of this podcast. They encrypt my traffic on web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps, which is great for me if I'm working on the move. Also makes it incredibly easy to switch my virtual location. Takes just a single click, meaning I can access uh, streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Hulu, like Netflix overseas. If you are an online person and you watch football online occasionally, you can probably uh, tell the kind of benefits that being able to do that uh, brings to you, I suppose. But yes, NordVPN makes it very, very easy to do that indeed. Um, NordVPN are offering a special discount for BlazePod listeners. All you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash blazepod or use the code blazepod when you sign up and you'll get 73% off your two-year plan plus a bonus month absolutely free. Be quick, this is a limited time offer. Head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and get your discount on NordVPN. (laughs) 